Welcome to That Weekend Feeling with Darren Mann. That Weekend Feeling today crossing live to Paris where we find Hanyane Shimange, former Springbok rugby player these days known as a podcaster, super sport commentator and analyst. And commiserations, Shami, I understand you're being forced to watch some of the greatest rugby we've ever seen to enjoy great food, great drink and endure great company. How are you keeping up, really? Um, look, I, I think it's, it's hard I've been at the World Cup as an ex-player. Been a, a player, even though I never got you to, to, to come as a player, but it's, it's been festive. It's been good off the field. Uh, there's just so many people around, so many catch-ups, so many lunches, so many dinners, drinks, coffees, <laughs> good food, like you mentioned. And then you've obviously got the big weekends with a 9 o'clock kickoff, which is a hard, long slog, a hard, long day. But the games have been fantastic. I mean, we've moved around the country. And eventually the big dancers in Paris. So everything's happening up here. So as we speak, uh, just a few hours after the Springboks have named their uh, match 23 for the semi-final against England, and surprise, surprise, it's unchanged for the first time since 2018. Rassi and Jacques keep bringing surprises. I didn't see this coming. Did you? No, I, th- I thought we might go with a 6-2 split, to be honest with you. Um, that's, that, that was my honest thought. because Really because of England, I think the probably vulnerable up front. Um, they play a similar game to us, so it's going to be a big squeeze. It's also raining on the weekend. So it's up, I think, to, uh, unless it's changed, there, there's a lot of rain expected. So I thought the micro, the 60 split. But look, it is what it is. They, they haven't gotten it wrong yet. Um, they've surprised us. But that's what makes it so interesting, I think, with this with group of Springboks. They're innovative, they're big, they're physical, but they're also incredibly smart. I was also surprised at the uh, squad being unchanged following uh, how tough and how bruising the quarterfinal match against France was. We saw images of uh, Jesse Krill, for example, coming off the field, uh, bleeding from his face and from his head. But uh, everyone's fit and uh, it, it seems unscathed. Yeah, look, I mean, the, the guys, the, the recovery Generally, from a game like that, it will take two, three days. So, I mean, you, you know, you've got the sports scientists, they know the load. There's so much data that goes into it that the guys realize um, they know how to get back into it. I think if a player wasn't ready, they wouldn't play them. So, look, it's tough, it's bruising, but it's not new to these guys, to be honest with you. Um, you know, you look at the minutes the guys have played before, um, you just taper down the, 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 I suppose, the duration of the sessions. You can go shorter at the same intensity. But the guys are smart enough to understand that uh, the professional, you know, the days of the guys winning and having 200 beers after the game are done. You know, these guys will generally go do their recovery straight after the game, straight to bed, wake up the next day, do some review stuff, low intensity training, probably recover and do the same the next day, then a bit of a session the next day, and then they've recovered. And then, you know, they're good to go. Also, if you tell a player, listen, uh, we feel you're a bit sore, you can't play in a World Cup semi-final, they'll recover a lot quicker, I promise you. <laughs> Shimmy, what do you make of that uh, box selection? Does it uh, give us an indication of the sort of game plan that is being planned for the semi-final against England? Look, I, I, I don't think our game plan, I mean, it, it's sort of, we, we know how to identify weaknesses in a team. So I suppose, you know, one area, Jacques even mentioned it against France, we lost territory and position. And you want to rectify that. Uh, France come with a different kicking game, which probably England will do the shorter kicking game attack us down the blind side. But then that's the reason why you have your strategy sessions and you try to fix it. But for me, it will be a team that will want to, you know, have more penalties through set piece um, against England, play a good territory game, which means kicking. And, and also with the English selection, they select a guy like Marcus Smith at fullback. 
I suppose there's going to be a lot of contestable kicks there because he hasn't been tested under the high ball. But they'll probably go with Freddie Stewart and the players that are good under the high ball. So suffocate and strangle and, and, and try to get um, territory through CP's pressure. Take us back to the quarterfinal, one of the greatest games we've ever seen as Springbok supporters, certainly. 29-28 in front, in front of what was probably 80,000 uh, French supporters at the Stade de France. Give us, an ascent, give us a sense of what that occasion was like for you being there. I mean, you've been at many before that. Yeah. Look, um, I mean, the France ones are the special ones, purely because of the noise of the crowd. And I don't know how... The, some, every, so what happens in France is every club team has got a song. So they're a very vocal crowd. They sing along with the team. So now you put that into the national team. So there's a culture of singing during games, making a noise. Um, <laughs> they brew a lot. They try to do everything to get the very patriotic, to get their home team to it. So it's, it's fantastic. But the noise takes you, it surprises you. You know, you've got the Irish singing, which is nice and it's festive. But the, the, the French almost a little bit more aggressive. And the first time I experienced it was in Marseille last year. And I think I was with Brian at and he said, Shim, you're going to experience something at the Velodrome you've never experienced in terms of the noise. But it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to, to experience. It's beautiful to be there. And it's also beautiful to win there. Taking a look at the semi-final against England, I'm a little worried that some box supporters are already looking forward to a final clash. We can't underestimate the English. I don't think Jacques and Rassi will allow the players to do that. But at the same time, part of you thinks these are human beings and if they've come off the high of that great win against France, how easy is it to get your mind back and focused on the next game against England? Because we can't slip up yet. Yeah, look, I mean, that, that's, what, that's what championship teams do, you know. That's what they do. You look at American sports, they play a final in, in seven games, you know. So, guys have done it. Um, I think John Smith mentioned in one of the podcasts, he said, you know, one week he never had to worry about motivating players was against England. Which is always a good sign. I think they'll realise, you know, obviously England, um, our record against them, you know, England are going to be talking about revenge 2019. The English media are already writing us off saying we didn't deserve to win against France, which, which feeds us. So um, I don't think it's, it's a worry. Um, I think there'll be loads of South Africans also because of, of obviously the amount of South Africans in London. A lot of them will pop over the side. Having a look at the other semi-final, Argentina against the All Blacks, is that a foregone conclusion? Or do you see uh, some difficulty for the ABs there? Look, I think Argentina will put up a fight. I mean, I, I know Michael Checker as a coach, um, he's certainly a guy that, that, that surprised teams. But I just don't see Argentina winning this one. I, I don't see how they, you know, they can out-muscle New Zealand and outplay them. The, I think the biggest aspect about, I suppose, um, Argentina is they want to play like New Zealand. And once you do that, it becomes sort of like a super rugby game or a shootout. And, and New Zealand are the best in the world at that. So, at, you know, full conclusion, I'd hate to say that. But um, yeah, if, if, if it does happen, wow, it's going to be one of the biggest upsets in rugby. But I don't see it happening. You personally, it looks as if you're enjoying your time at the Rugby World Cup. We've been following your uh, podcast, Box Office, B-O-K-S, on, on YouTube. Yeah. Is it as much fun as it looks? Yeah, it's good. Look, I mean, the reality is it's... It's guys I've known. I mean, most of the guys that have been on the show, it's guys I've known for 20 years. You know, and you talk about a game you love, um, you go get along. So it, it makes the job a lot easier. And the guys have been great, you know, with it. Um, yeah, it's been good fun. It's been good fun talking about stories, looking into the box, offering insight. And as long as the person on the other side of the camera enjoys it and they're watching, you know, then, then hopefully, you know, we're doing a good job. But it's, it's been exciting. You know, we, we, we had a, a beautiful villa in Marseille. 
then we came up to Paris, but you can see, you know, it's getting a lot colder. Um, and we've got another one, I think two next week, but it's been fantastic. It's been great. And also because of the rugby, it's nice to share it with people, with fans and people that are watching the box office. So as long as, you know, we're offering insight and a, and a bit of banter and some good old stories, we're happy. Villa in Marseille, you poor man, it sounds like hell. <laughs> it was a great, a great little villa, actually. It was beautiful. Beautiful it, on the top of Marseille, right on top of the hill overlooking the Mediterranean. So it was stunning. Shimmy, in closing, can I push you for uh, predictions on the two semi-finals? Uh, who's going to win yeah, and think, what sort of point spread do you reckon? I reckon uh, New Zealand will win with about a 15 to 20 point spread and the box will win with about 10 point spread. We appreciate your time. Carry on with the good work in Paris. Send our best regards to the Springboks, all of the countries behind them. Anjana Shimange joining us on that weekend feeling. Thanks, guys. Have a great, have a great weekend, and uh, thanks for the chat, man. And get behind the box. That was that weekend feeling with Darren Mann.